0: Hello and welcome to Earth Calling. We're your hosts Ed and Laszlo. Every week we bring you a fresh slice of online content, sorting through the likes, the memes, the insta-queens, the swipes, the scrolls, and the twitter trolls. Together we're laying down our 21st century digital legacy. So sit back, relax, and buckle in. This is Earth Calling. Hello and
1: welcome to another episode of Earth Calling, the podcast you continue to listen to for whatever reason, but we're super glad you do because it allows us to research all these random apps and websites for you. This episode is very special because it's the first time we have ever had a guest on Earth Calling and a very special guest at that. Ooh. I'm delighted to introduce comedian and impressionist Josh Berry, who's with us today. Josh, it's really great to have you with us and welcome. Welcome.
2: <laughs> Thank you very much. What a what a nice introduction. Thanks for thanks for reading the one I sent over.
0: <laughs> I think yeah, um, actually I, well, I
1: did edit it. It was a bit wordy, so we yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, really cut it down. Cut
0: it down. I, I was actually sort of worried that our listeners might be confused between you, Josh, and of course Joshua Berry, the American professional stock car racing driver who comes yes. up if you Google. Is it? Do you have a bit of a kind of one on one head to head about the Google rankings? You yeah, are, well, it's a
2: it's a common it's a common thing. I often have people turning up at my gigs looking very dis- disappointed hoping it will be an hour of material on, you know, I don't know, uh, U-Bends, not U-Bends, that's toilets, isn't it? Yeah. Not toilets. s <laughs> Bends. Uh, there's enough on U-Bends in my shows.
1: Uh, but well, they're I probably mean, I, quite uh, confused when they pitch up at a gig, which is you know they, they thought would be the racing track, and it's just a small little you know. Build. I'm not saying your gigs are in small buildings. Well, <laughs> so you said it. Thing I'm you've saying. said it now. But uh, there's one
0: thing that very much isn't small, and that is of course Josh or Joshua's burgeoning social media following, where he boasts a Twitter following of 100,000 people and an Instagram count of, at my last check, about 40,000, which is anything but small and would probably fill a reasonably sized NASCAR stadium in in the Midwest. But Josh, I mean, have you ever thought about the fact that you actually command that audience? Have you ever sort of tried to visualize them? You know, that that would fill Wembley <laughs> Stadium with more more than Wembley Stadium.
2: Uh I suppose but then you've got to remember like quite a high proportion is like bots. You know, <laughs> you, yeah yeah i'm sure well i haven't done you can do the analytics i saw a U, uh, youtuber do it once and, it, and it, like some people have like 60 percent like kim kardashian i think has like 40 percent bots or something loves um the bots. so i don't know to what extent it's a they're real people but i think it's very easy to look at those numbers and become incredibly over uh, <laughs> you know for one's ego to explode which is of course r- ridiculous well, what, uh so uh, it's not that meaningful i think I what say.
0: what what i'm sort of slightly worried about but, because when Laszlo and i then look at our follower counts and get told that 60% of our whatever several hundred followers are actually not real people that's even more depressing but um okay but i wonder what i wonder what the bots are what do they do maybe they just sort of spam around on your account trying to get you to follow them but yeah
2: yeah i don't really i don't really know i don't i don't know whether they're russian affiliated <laughs> Media trying to trying to compromise the political slant of what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know, but it, it looks it certainly looks good, doesn't it? And, and as far as
0: that, as far as it, it feeds into that, I'm pleased. Do you have do you have aspirations for a blue tick? Do you have a blue tick on either of the two? Is I don't
2: it- have a blue tick, which I think is probably one of the greatest injustices in the history of Western society. Uh, mm. I think it's appalling, actually. And I've written to them many times to to, to express. I don't even know what the criterion is, but yeah. surely. Surely, surely i ought to have one i
0: know what so you write sort of dear <laughs> I'm dear being, Twitter. i'm
2: being facetious uh, but <laughs> i it is uh i don't know no i i mean it, it's so um there are plenty of people who who refuse a blue tick which i think is that's probably the coolest oh you know having loads of followers and then being like
0: oh well i'm not even gonna yeah, take i don't so. need it yeah, I, would, I would I would
1: compare that to um, my days playing this online game called RuneScape, where if you got to level ninety nine mining, but it was your only level ninety nine skill, you'd receive a cape which was untrimmed. And as opposed to if you have more than one level ninety nine skill, your cape would be trimmed. So, kind of, you know, I'm sure the calling audience understands where I'm, you know, where I'm yeah. coming from. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so. I think so. I think
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so for the for the non um, for the non bot listeners at the moment, um, Josh, you know, some people might not be familiar with you. I think a good, good deal of, of audience overlap potentially, but. Why don't you run us through sort of what it is that you do, how you came to prominence, uh, and particularly shot to fame over the lockdown, and, and just give us a bit of a backstory?
2: Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I've been doing comedy now for about four years or so since leaving university, and I, I kind of initially started doing impressions. So I, I did a lot of tennis players. <gasps> I started out you know, doing sort of impressions of like Andy Murray, for example, which was, which was great. And, Seamless. you know, like John, John McEnroe as well, and uh, <laughs> Rafa Nadal as well, all, all of those things was
0: fantastic. And I So kind I'm just of... going to pause there, hang on, Josh, I mean- I so... want to pause
1: as well. There's many reasons to pause. Just slayed Andy Murray in front of Ed, who yeah. I previously thought did a good Andy Murray. It's very uh, <laughs> tragic to see that he's got his, his work cut out for him today.
0: Well, yeah, I think, I, I uh, think what, what was amazing... I think
2: vocal quality for Andy Marriott, I think.
0: Well, Andy's extremely kind of low and he always sounds as if he's kind of extremely depressed about everything, whether it be his latest knee injury or, you know, crying at Wimbledon because he slightly cracks in his voice. It's going to be really difficult to see. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, I um... uh, I think that's pretty... It's pretty good, but sorry, the mistake that, you know, I if you don't mind me saying that I'd sort of say that you're maybe making there is that sort of Andy, Andy's actually quite a lot higher than a lot of, you know, because a lot of you know, what you're doing is sort of like Andy Murray like that, you know, really, whereas actually, you know, he's sort of slightly higher up in the throat and things are a bit more sort of enunciated
1: like that.
0: That is quite right. I actually was was very yeah. But has he is that has he got older? Has he no? He's actually the opposite. He's maybe maybe he's got younger, sprightlier. Maybe it depends <laughs> on maybe it depends on how many painkillers he's had to have for his for his repetitive you know strain injuries. Um, but you just yeah. dived into a, a Nadal there because of course, Laszlo, you know that's one of your. Yeah. Yeah, oh so sorry
1: that was the second reason i was uh, quite <laughs> quite uh anxious because i think ed and my material has just dwindled massively in the space of <laughs> 20 or so seconds but you know later we can compare and see you know novak had a great game today and <laughs> see i just okay, do generic yes. spanish and then claim it's rafa nadal that's the issue
2: that sounds quite a lot like fernando alonso the the racing oh, driver mm. i'd say well, i think funny maybe
1: yeah it does double up as a
0: alonso yeah. impression <laughs> but we but we digress okay so josh you, you kicked off getting into your your tennis impressions and that that was because yeah. you, you were into tennis or you thought that tennis offered a, a fecund and fertile breeding ground for impressions or what was it about that
2: I, I wasn't i wasn't quite that tactical as a as a 16 year old it was more just from sort of an adoration of of those people and then um, yeah so I did more impressions you know all kinds of people like um, you know uh, Gordon Ramsay okay wow fuck off Uh, (laughs) and then then, you know sort of Louis Theroux as well I started doing quite a lot of Louis and I sort of thought it was maybe a little bit weird doing that but I sort of I was doing loads of impressions and I was Having a great time doing it,
1: and I Holy started that I mean, he's dropping works. bombs. He's dropping bombs, I just, I,
0: I just closed <laughs> my eyes. I just closed my eyes and I literally
1: thought I was on a Zoom call with Louis Theroux.
0: <laughs> so, so so what I what I what I like about because I think Louis is probably one of my favorite of your your impressions, and he's just such yeah. a he's such a sort of disarming guy who will, you know, he'll go to these really bizarre places and just find out these extraordinary stories and and interview people extremely candidly and kind of -of matter-of-factly and you're you're actually doing a very good Louis look at me now I almost feel like I'm in a room with him but he'll go hi I'm Louis from the BBC and he sort of Mm, sort of walks into their house (laughs) yeah yeah and I don't know if you
2: are sort of a a big fan of of Grounded certainly like I am I really enjoy it and in, in Grounded he sort of started to do that sort of um Maybe more sort of psychotherapist thing, or mm. just checking in, could how are you doing? How are you feeling? <laughs> could we talk a bit about, are you sort of comfortable going here? Could we Could we? And what's,
0: that? Am- what's amazing is you'll have this American gentleman who'll be, you know, he's got some weird thing where he's got like 10 wives or whatever, and Louis would have decided to in- in- infiltrate <laughs> yeah. this community. Yeah. He'll go in and say, hi, I'm Louis from the BBC. And he'll go, oh, hey, Louis, you know, I've got my 10 wives here, and they'll all be lined up. And he'll sort of say oh, and, and this is your wife uh, your Samantha and he'll sort of say Samantha you know what do you think and she'll say oh well bill sleeps with all these women every night and he yeah. and you're okay with that and she's like, <laughs> like you know like. <laughs> but that's you know what's funny
2: about him as a as a presence I think is that like over the years I feel like he's become a lot more empathetic and has really kind of tuned into the human sadness of a lot of the stories that he looks at. Whereas at the start, I think he himself would admit that he was which I found hilarious by the way, but he's very like glib and very like piss taking of all these people. Mm. It's like, so do you do you really think that aliens are gonna are gonna be landing <laughs> on the earth? I mean that seems a bit delusional, doesn't it? And there's a sort of mockery, which I, I, I think he cringes yeah. at, but I think it's really
0: funny. Yeah, because the early stuff is is much more in that ilk, isn't it? It's kind of the shock factor, the wow factor. Let's go and look at some crazy people and, yeah. and report back and, and seemingly be quite earnest. But yeah, yeah. no, it's, he's but got... I also, much... think, I, th- I also think one of his
1: best skills is actually letting silence just do the work. He kind of, mm-hmm. he stands there. He's posed an initial question and they just, he just lets them basically stew or, mm-hmm. you know, start to ex- say things which they've not even been asked about. Um, mm. And I think that's a great skill of, a, of an interviewer and a journalist.
2: Yes, I, I think a lot of interviewers fall foul of that. And that, also, I think the coolest thing about Theroux is that he doesn't really ever let his opinions on things come to the fore. Mm. And a lot of documentary makers do. And it just becomes, a, oh, here's an hour of what the documentary maker yep. thought to begin with. Whereas Louis is so good at making you make your own conclusions, I think. Yeah. Mm. And mm. occasionally he'll come at the end, you know, with on balance, I sort of thought this was a bit weird and generally. <laughs> You know, but mostly it's sort of
1: like he lets, yeah, he lets you make your mind up, which I really like. Uh, On balance, I guess it is quite weird for people to shag their chimpanzees, but you know, who am I to judge? I wanted to I
2: find sense out it, more. I that was probably
0: bad. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay
0: fine so we, we, you know this is wonderful we're doing a, a nice sort of segue in between your life story and and these these yeah. many different characters and and okay so you 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 jumped into your throos um yeah you gordon Ramsays. by the way that was excellent we didn't even jump into that but actually oh, can you just thank you big boy where? Can you just say to Laszlo, what is it that he's a, something like an idiot sandwich or something? Yeah, so please, oh, I'd like yeah, you to do that Yeah, You've forgotten the lamb sauce or something? Yeah, I mean,
2: Laszlo, the fucking bass is fucking raw, you donkey. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: and then there's always There's always the kind of quite brave contestant who's just like, F- fuck off, Gordon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and <then> he's <laughs> like, hey,
2: fuck off. Why don't you <laughs> fucking put your heads in a fucking oven, you shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love it. No, he's he's great. But the, the, one of the funniest things as well is that the contrast between him doing like all of those shows, which by the way, you definitely couldn't do now because the abuse on show yeah, in yeah, Hell's yeah. Kitchen just wouldn't fly. Yeah. But like back in the, so there's the contrast between that and then like him doing, dealing with kids on MasterChef Kids. Oh and he's God. like, hey, listen, I don't want any girls to be crying in my in my kitchen. Okay, so I'm not going to go until you smile. And you're like... Jesus, there's, he's, he's a human. And then, yeah, and then yeah. suddenly sound around like, you fucking prick! <laughs>
1: <Jeez>. <laughs> what I love in Hell's Kitchen is, because uh, I've, I've watched a lot of Hell's Kitchen and I've also read a lot about the filming of Hell's Kitchen. And there are a lot of testimonials where, you know, <laughs> the, the people participating in the episode are kind of like, yeah, it was quite weird because he didn't really film with us at all. Then he kind of he steps in for half an hour a day and he just starts swearing at us. So he's been, <laughs> he's been there for none of the episode. Then he just goes into the kitchen, it's like you, you fuckhead, you fuck, you absolute yeah. fuckhead.
2: Yeah, uh, there's a there's a you should find this on YouTube if you haven't watched it. There's an early documentary of him when he's going for his third Michelin star in, with Gordon Ramsay, and he's also got Patron and a few other uh, restaurants. And um, he. He's so hard on the chefs, but all the chefs seem to have this common understanding that it's like, okay, he's being an asshole, but it benefits me in the long run because I'll be a way better chef. And there's something interesting about that relationship. It's a bit like the relationship, you know, Whiplash between, um, yep. between the drum instructor yeah. and, 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 and the main character. I, I think there's something to be said for that. You know? there's,
0: a, there's probably a, a yeah a symbiotic like Stockholm syndromey vibe. Of, yeah, you <laughs> yeah know, there's maybe that as well. Yeah. You know that you're yeah. gonna yeah get ahead, but also you probably quite like being shouted at, and you yeah, tend trapped to- in Gordon's kitchen.
1: Yeah. that yeah. <laughs> well, sounds
2: but like it... some sort of odd sexual fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> with the with the lamb sauce,
1: <laughs> Theroux yeah. would be all over it. Yeah. <laughs> so that... could I just clarify
2: you want you want Gordon Ramsay to sort of throw a burning hot soufflé on your face? <laughs> We've gone to a very blue area in the podcast now. I don't know if I... I think that's a bit weird. Sorry, sorry.
0: That's, that's okay, Louie, no worries. <laughs> Anyhow, okay, so you slid into Gordon and Louis. It's, mm. it's, it's almost like going through kind of Picasso's various periods as an artist. Are you set, I, so would, you, say I would say
2: that. I would say that. That parallel's been made before, and I'm pleased... Is that you your Twitter bio? There. Yeah, yeah. As Picasso, if he were living
0: today. Yeah, uh, exactly. But you are getting perhaps more recognition than Picasso. You know, Picasso didn't have 100,000 bot or otherwise adulating fans peering in through his window, John.
2: I think that's a a difficult thesis to defend, uh, (laughs) that that I have more notoriety than Picasso. What were we saying? Um, Yes, so I I, I started doing other impressions of people and then I started working with the radio station doing sort of topical bits of impressions on the station. And then that year I did Dead Ringers, which is very fun. Mm. And I did a few, politi- started doing more political people like, um, you know, like Jacob Rees-Marg with that sort of very, you know, l- lilting drawl like that. <laughs> um, and I did him on Dead Ringers with uh, John Coleshaw and, and Lewis McLeod, And it was really fantastic. Nanny was thrilled. And then from there, I kind of started doing more Radio 4 stuff. I'd done Edinburgh at this point. I was doing like the Now Show and and bits and pieces. Yeah, a lot of stand-up. And then from there, started doing a bit more stuff on social media. Obviously, lockdown happened. And then I just sort of, because I had no stand-up, I just wanted somewhere to, you know, get affirmation from people. <laughs> so... Uh, Do you... I-
0: because so so an interesting question that I have is around, around the impressions but so you say you do stand-up as well like to what extent is the stand-up based on the impressions do you make your own routines and jokes and sketches or is it very much you doing your impressions like to what extent is, are the impressions you versus using them as a springboard for other stuff mm.
2: it's um they're, they're probably more like they're more like iterations of ideas um in that you'll assert something that's hopefully funny and is a joke and then you can act out that idea so I talk about being sort of confessionally confessionally posh at points which is very similar of course to sort of Hugh Grant or how Hugh Grant would be in Four Weddings and a Funeral, and and then just acting that out and being like, oh uh, shit, well, uh, gosh, crikey, in 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 those um, the seminal words of uh, James Blunt, um, you're beautiful. Uh, no shit, <laughs> sorry, uh, not that. Uh, I, I, I I suppose I better go and kill myself if, if that's all right with you. Um, <laughs> and so it it often becomes sort of like uh, acting out ideas, but but I think from kind of in 2019, I started doing more characters and enjoying character comedy a bit more, because I felt like that it's just a bit more sort of, it felt a bit cleverer to do something like that. Mm. And I enjoyed how you can take the piss out of certain groups and mm-hmm. whatever the establishment is. I know that's a bit of a grandiose term, but yeah, I, I, so I, I started doing that and, and, and sort of would say that's mostly what I do now.
1: Josh, I'm interested in um, with the accents you've got, and presumably you're always looking to develop new accents or new characters. Um, how do you go about the the process of fine tuning an accent. How do you practice them? Lazlo absolutely determined to take notes. He's, literally, he's got to send um, there. Like, how do we what? do? It? <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In other words, tell me your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's um, it's it's more of like,
2: I think anyone who does impressions or accents will tell you it's like a it's like a sort of weird condition and my poor long-suffering girlfriend has to deal with me (laughs) just constantly when I was learning to do Hugh Grant or you know just constantly going ah shit fuck gosh you know just endlessly and it's you have to become obsessed with the people or the accent that you're doing and 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 it, it it's not even like it's not even fun it's like an impulse you're just like desperately trying to practice and practice and practice and practice and do it it's like um yeah I, I think that's probably the best way I could describe
0: it it's not you're not you're not enjoying it at that stage. You're just kind of impulsively doing this, it. But this reminds me of, uh, it's, it's like sort of, um, is he called Damien Lewis? Who's the famous method actor who, you know, lived as a year as Abraham Lincoln and then got his Oscar at the end of it. And his his wife was like, it was an absolute nightmare living with Abraham Lincoln for a year. <laughs> Whereas your poor, yeah. poor girlfriend living with, uh, he, well probably, well, uh, no, i mean, I, lucky it, living with it, Hugh. It, well,
2: incidentally, I, I believe she's uh, quite partial to, to Hugh. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, 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 as I understand it, many, many women are um but no it's uh, but even even she uh who she would yeah readily admit is very attracted to Hugh Grant found it very irritating
1: (laughs) so I I do want to correct Ed because Ed just That Damian Lewis played Abraham Lincoln. It's actually Daniel, Daniel Day, Day Lewis. Lewis. It's yeah. not Damien uh, Lewis of Homeland of Homeland fame who played Abraham Lincoln. The red, the redhead guy, Damian Lewis. Is that? Am I yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, only, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Daniel
2: Day, uh, Daniel Day. I'm always making that mistake. I also think you have to be like really obsessed with detail and also interested in people. I think that can be quite a common trope of comics. They're not that interested in people, and I am. I find people fascinating, and I love sort of observing people's little differences vocally and in and like in character terms so I think you have to have an interest in that as well to be able to do it because because if it's drudgery for you then then it's impossible to sort of do it do, do you know what I mean like if it's hard work you're not going to want to do it anyway mm-hmm. but yeah I hope that's helpful of
1: yeah definitely definitely um I got got lots of notes um here I'm just Good. showing the <laughs> yeah, yeah lovely um, notes yeah um so i mean that is happens to be a different sheet of paper i was just doing it for the uh <laughs> the, the camera um so i'm not yeah, i'm, you, I'm you... not
0: literally writing down word. <laughs> i'm, I'm not literally i've got
1: a blank piece if you want to see the blank piece i, I took nothing down <laughs> no, okay. um, so uh, are, you, are you currently working on on acquiring any new uh any new characters um a little sneak peek maybe for yeah
2: i uh, i think i definitely am yeah trying to trying to do some new characters i think um i'm working on a project at the moment that i can't talk about sadly i wish i could
0: uh, <laughs> but dangling a little bit of leg there yeah look of... at that okay. so can Vic- we, can this is
1: an earth an earth calling pre-preview it's an yeah, exclusive. yeah i, suppose, an I exclusive...
0: suppose you could say that yeah he's, yeah. he's working on something <laughs> and we've i'm working got, on we've got I'm doing so that <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Um Josh but I ba- think- Josh Barry is doing something. Yeah. <laughs> there
2: we go. I think the best thing is trying to create characters that summarize the current mood, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that Sasha Baron Cohen, I think, did so well in uh, Who is America? This is America? Well, I, I can't remember the exact This is America, yeah. yeah. Yeah, And like particularly his liberal character, I thought was so clever, the Dr. Kane De Nironcello or whatever he's called. I just thought it was such a you know and it makes you cringe if you are a, a liberal person watching it and looking at the sort of grotesque overcorrection that that character is is a, is a piss take or a satire of and uh, I think that was just so funny but but again that's like a really good perceptive take on how things are at the moment and I think I'd need to do a bit more observation on on that because I think the way that we the way that we look at politicians and politics is is changing so rapidly you know, a year ago Keir Starmer was had unbelievable rep, whereas mm. now he's it's in the gutter by comparison. Mm. I mean, you know, i I I've been doing some stuff like on his first ever PMQs, and it's insane. I mean, he 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 absolutely crucifies Boris Johnson mm. and yet still hasn't been able to garner any of the, the working class vote. So yeah, things are in a very rapid state of change and that and that makes that heavily affects the sort of stuff that you can do, I think, for that for that reason. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, th- I think you, you, you have to adapt to the present moment.
0: Cool. I guess one thing I was really interested to know about basically your, your medium or at least the medium through which I've experienced your comedy has been Instagram and mm. and of course you have your twitter following how does that work for you influencer wise i noticed that you aren't kind of trying to sell me fake tan on your account um or, or you know ni- nice it's kind not, of it's not for lack reach. of
2: trying it it's yeah <laughs> well fucking trying, man
0: well actually lasso perhaps we should revealed the the only people who've got in touch with Lazlo and i is, is a company called smooth my balls um who as you can probably imagine not not tennis balls it's more more the other one and they yeah, want to basically yeah. send us products to to, to plug but do, do you and get and that actually
1: brands- and actually just quickly to, to and it's um, not an
0: escort agency is it it's definitely, <laughs> uh, it's definitely shaving
1: to, to provide a bit of detail by the way uh, we've got more of a lengthy message for them recently and they said um so uh, in the first uh, kit we will give you a pube
0: muncher <laughs> <laughs> Oh, edge yeah. clippers and $20 off the turf chopper we haven't yet reached the level where we're getting stuff for free they're just sending us like you know 20% off it's just basically trying to sell yeah their product. that's
2: really uh that's a bit ballsy if oh. sorry I,
0: no that wasn't that wasn't intentional oh. that was awful but, but um, so on, on that stuff you know are there brands that you work with do people reach out like how do you deal with you know how do you monetize your content
2: yeah it's um I mean that's a Yeah, I'm not the kind of person to... But, uh, you know, I'm not the sort of person to, like, say no to a brand deal, that's for sure. I think, yeah, the thing with it is it's like... I I, I guess the problem is a lot of what I do is take the piss out of things (laughs) on my forum. So I think I I can imagine brands are probably fairly um, hesitant to you know, to, to ask me to do. Also, you know, I'm not an attractive woman. I've got to accept that now. I finally come to terms with that. Um, and, you know, that means it's harder to, I think, you know, I, d- I do think that forum does tend to, um, if you are an attractive woman, it's much easier to sell stuff. You know, uh, I don't, people don't give a shit if I'm like, hey, here's this fake tan. You know, that's, I don't think that's what people are there for when they, when they follow me. Mm. Um, but also I don't have that big of following really in the grand scheme of things, as far as Instagram goes. So it's, it's, you know that's quite difficult to, to to get that sort of stuff. But I, yeah, in terms of monetizing, I mean, you just hope sort of more people come to your shows, or listen to stuff you do, or producers, you know, watch it and think, oh, you know, we could put this on TV or whatever. Mm. But um, yeah, it, it, it's kind of it's kind of a bit of that. I do some sort of I, I, I was doing a fair number of shows as my political advisor character, Rafe, like online, as sort of like a a mock Q and A, which was very fun and very and i had the sort of crowd interaction that i really missed from not doing stand up mm-hmm. was there a um, live stream uh, it, uh that was i did do a live stream one but i also did like private zoom ones where you know like you had like a 100 people in and, cool. and you just which is which is really fun really that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah i mean that, that 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 tends to be the way that it that it gets monetized
0: has covid kind of been because you know, obviously it's been terrible for gigging but has it been do you think I'm not going to say COVID has been net positive, but but, you know, for you kind of, (laughs) for you professionally um, rather than the world, has Mm. it, do you think it's been useful? Have I just stumbled across you late or has your social media presence erupted because people are at home on their phones and watching Instagram and you're developing these characters over the past year?
2: I I think there's, there's probably, that probably does play a a reasonably large role.
0: But I also do
2: think like we're talking about earlier that, that a lot of it's from this Rafe character and, my kind of piss takes of the government and, you know, all that stuff. And I think it was very heavily aided by the fact that a lot of people felt very similarly about the government for a while. And I don't Mm -hmm. think it's like that anymore, but I I certainly around, yeah, this time last year, you've got Boris Johnson. I mean, people did feel sorry for Boris Johnson, because he'd obviously nearly died with COVID, but, you know, track and trace was fucked. PPE, 40% of doctors had to pay for their own PPE. Which is pretty telling. The te- you know it was generally in it, in it and the care home crisis obviously as well, mm. and then you've got Dominic Cummings at the end of May last year and, and that enormous shitstorm. So that helped a lot it, because everyone was like, "Oh, we fucking hate the government." So me creating a very complacent, arrogant character who just you know didn't give a didn't give a shit about anything really mm. rung true. Whereas now, you know, whatever you think about it, the government the government's rep is a lot better because because of the vaccine. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, that's not necessarily down to them, arguably. But people certainly feel a lot uh, a lot more conflicted, I think, or a lot more sort of generally positive, as this election has proved, right? Like, the, you know, I think if we'd held this election a year ago, we'd probably see some different results. So, yeah, I, I think it was the cohesion in opinion that helped a lot, particularly on Twitter, which is obviously very left-wing as a general rule. Mm-hmm. I, I think that probably is the biggest reason. But, yeah, people being on their phones helped, for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: And speaking of speaking of people on their phones and, you know, because you've got quite a lot of exposure over the past year and a half um, on, on these social networks, I'm very curious to hear if you've got any stories about uh, some super fans or super haters um, who, I don't know, <laughs> trolls indeed, who slide trolls. into your DMs and, uh, and say odd things to you. It's not really, well,
2: the thing about Twitter and I sort of spend way less time on Twitter than I used to for this reason is that it's the kind of platform where people will very readily come up and tell you that they think you're shit or you're a dickhead or, you know, um, you, it's, it's, your content is irrelevant because you went to a private school or something, which it's, not, it's just not a pleasant experience, really, I think. And sort of after, after a while, it's a sort of where mm-hmm. you, you sort of grow a bit tired of that And, you know, because generally the forum is just a very aggressive, angry platform. Mm. And I found that was really making me stressed Mm -hmm. and feel just a bit like, oh... You know everyone's so cross about things and yep. uh, I, yeah I, I I really hated that um so that yeah that happens Instagram as a general rule tends to be a lot more positive you don't really tend to see that much salty hatred I wouldn't say I have no I, I don't don't have any super fans obviously like after this stuff happened like people sort of come up to you in pubs and stuff and which is nice.
0: That's so great. So you'll be out and about and someone will be like, try and do their impression of you or whatever. And you'll, will they, do people come up to you and say, oh, can you do X or Y or Z? And do you then have to sort of begrudgingly or not begrudgingly? Maybe you. you (laughs) um. But I think it depends
2: to what extent I'm having a nice day or not. I think if I'm, if I'm having a nice day, I'm like, ah, I don't need that shit. Whereas if I'm having a bad day... And I thought it would be the opposite. Yeah. No, yeah. no. If, I'm, if it's the opposite, I'm like, oh, I don't need you. Fuck you. Whereas, uh, if, I'm, if I'm having a bad day and someone... I'm like, oh my God, yes, of course. Would, would you like me to name my first child?
1: On? Yeah. <laughs> should I, should I, uh, I sign just above the bra or where would you like it? Yeah.
2: But that's that's just... that Again, that self-awareness just brings like... What, such a huge amount of self-loathing comes along with that because then you're like, oh God, why do I... Why am I being so different for different people relative to the day that I've had? And also, why am I requiring that affirmation from other people? Because it just mm. feels like really pathetic, you mm-hmm. know? But um, yeah, no, it, that, that does happen. But no, yeah, no, I can't think of anyone <laughs> creepy who's turned up at my house. Thank
0: God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we yes. won't reveal where you are today on this. Yeah, <laughs> the horde. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> Okay, Although cool. uh,
1: smooth Checkmate. my balls, smooth my balls will need your address.
2: Well, I already work with them. I forgot to say that. <laughs> I've been working with them for okay, ages. Okay, okay, nice. But just the escort agency, not the not nice. the shaving one. So,
0: what could you be a, an influencer for? I'm just trying to think. Perhaps a a cheeky hard seltzer for a nice summer's yeah, day on the Clapham Common. I think Common. that's a really good. Um, that's a really good. Dis- that will be
2: me if I were a drink. You know, yeah. cheeky, and in Clapham.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that's pretty good I think like an that's entirely Clapham
0: based drink
2: yeah yeah you can't drink it anyway it sort of it ceases to exist outside Clapham not sold outside
0: the environs of, of the common um, South West London yeah
2: I've never lived in Clapham or indeed I've very rarely been to Clapham and yet I think so much of like how people perceive me is oh look he lives in Clapham So <laughs> um, yeah I think that's a good description I don't know what, what would be good uh, I don't know like Moisturizer. Oh, okay. Clear skin, I guess. I don't know. Have a
0: look. You do look rather moist. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I've often been very described very good, very good, moist. Yeah, <laughs> a w- a positively past, wet. Past face, past girlfriend, past girlfriend, past, past girlfriends have described me as moist gosh um, yeah no yeah. no but not in that way Hugh in a,
0: in a sort of <laughs> oh, right. wet and wet and clingy way on that note I think we should segue into one of our segments on the show for today which is the accent challenge so you mm. know we, we started off with you throwing a, f- a few curveballs around Lazo, and I desperately trying to keep up I think Lazo, you know there are a couple of accents that we try and do on the show and we'd love to know whether you have them in your locker and we can mm. perhaps sort of you know, I don't know, develop a few a few different back and forths. So oh. Lazo, we've already done your Rafa, but would you like to jump in with your raffa your kind of generic um Catalonian goat farmer or
1: yeah? So Ed, I've I've looked at this nice little list you compiled, which is supposedly our our home turf of accents. And I'm pretty sure most of these are kind of your strengths. I don't think I can do any of <laughs> these Rafa Nadal is no, Rafa Nadal is there to kind of placate me. I will do, okay, so I in preparation for today, I watched a lot of clips online of, uh, you know, he just came second at the US Open and he goes up to stage and he said, see, that's just not Rafa Nadal. I know this because I've just watched two hours I'm of Rafa Nadal sort of, nonstop.
2: Of, uh, what's his name? Who's the golfer? Who's the golfer? Um, the Spanish oh, Sergio golfer. Sergio Garcia. Yeah, yeah, more that, you know. Okay. I think it's more, I think Rafa is more but, like, um, I don't know, but he's probably... Something a little bit more in the back of the throat, and with uh, with the nose, and well, I think for sure it's important to have the, the details. No, so a lot of a lot of, and well, so things like that. I think and the I'm eyebrow, can out. you do the eyebrow? He has yeah, the well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a, fan, it's a fantastic one. I learned that when I was seventeen. <laughs> you cheap. know how you learn to do that? You you put your hand on one eyebrow and then you raise the other one, and then really does that work? Yeah, uh, I promise you.
0: I should do that.
1: Incredible. It's actually, my favorite, my favorite thing Rafa does. And again, look, I, I, I actually don't claim to do a good Rafa Nadal. It's just you know, it's a lazy Spanish accent. But I do love it when he is at Roland Garros, and despite having won the thing what eleven times, he st- he still hasn't polished his French, his little yeah, French spiel. Yeah, yeah. He's always like. It's so Spanish, isn't it? It's
2: like, wow, 12 years to to practice It's so, it's so Spanish, is but Djokovic yeah. is so eager to be liked that he comes out with pretty good French. Like, eh, bonjour tout le monde. Ah, c'est moi. Eh, je, suis, uh, je suis très heureux d'être ici et de gagner le match. Uh, you know, i like, you like, wow, it's pretty it's pretty. And good.
0: then, of course, Federer, who is in fact Swiss, presumably. Do you yes. have a Federer in the locker? A Federer in French or do you want to do a Federer in English? Um, you know, I think Federer,
2: obviously, of course, like that. But yeah. I don't actually know his French. I think it changed a little bit the way that Roger sounds. Uh you know, I think his French is probably a little bit too good for me to do, but yeah, you know, I think um it's very sort of Swiss German, I think, whereas the French is probably like quite a good French accent, so it's a little bit a little bit different, you know. Very, very nice. Incredible. Bullshit, yeah. Bullshit. I get Bullshit. I used to get a lot of shit for that as a teenager because they were like, Oh, his voice isn't deep enough. And then and then I used smooth balls and then my balls dropped and, <laughs> and then I could do it. And the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get you guys that free sponsorship. That's <laughs>
1: Thank
0: you. Not so, just the twenty percent off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, so
1: back off. to this list, by the way. And we did a little segue yeah. into the, the 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 Nadal. So, I actually want to hype up my co presenter Ed because Ed does actually do some very good impressions. And I think mm. the one that ca- catches my eye from this list is mm. Ed's Morgan Freeman. And I'm wondering, Josh, if oh. you could potentially riff off Ed with Morgan Freeman.
2: I, I can't do that one. I'm going to have to leave the floor to Ed. I find he—I'm sure you'd noticed—I have. Um, I'd say my voice is on the higher end of sort of medium uh, in terms of pitch as a, for a man, and. I struggle with the lower voices. So someone like Coogan. I, I know plenty of impressionists
0: who can like nail those people. Mm. But yeah, for me, for Freeman is not possible. So I'm I have forward to yours, Ed. But you're right. The thing about Morgan is he's far more in the back of the voice and he's quite kind of gravelly as a as a man and has slight, slight I don't know, southern yeah, twang to him. There's, there's something uh, in it. There's something in uh, that. He is, he's not convinced. Josh is not convinced. No, what's no, the, no, what's I, the quotes? What's the guy? Let um, me try and do the quotes. What is it? He says, um, I get busy living. Yeah, yeah exactly. Busy dying. Either get, it was I first met Andy Dufresne in 1957. And he said, either get busy living or get busy dying.
2: Well, I think, I think that Morgan Freeman was, I thought you captured his vocal quality. In that you got the sort of gravelliness and the sort of, you know, the you definitely have the depth as well, as as Coogan always <laughs> criticizes Bride and of not having on the trip. He's always like, You you don't have the depth when they're yeah. doing Sean Connery. Yeah, I just think I think the accent needs a little bit of work. I think mm. there needs, it needs to be more American, and I think you, you look up rotic R's. I'm sure you, you're you're a you're a you're a linguist. You know, you all know that.
0: I am. Um, yes, my rhotic so R's, although so I have rhotic to say, R's. yeah, is, is my rotic R's, my aspirated <laughs> H's, is it? Yeah, I'm just sort of yeah. deflecting because I'm not actually too sure. What
2: I, <laughs> <laughs> but it's in, the, in America. American accents have a very prominent R sound. Like, so you'd okay. say, like my my brother bought four shirts. So that there's there's yes, a very okay. Yeah, prominent R. So I think that that needs a little bit of work. But yeah, this is great material, by the way.
1: Because uh, I'm just writing notes, and I've just just got Morgan Freeman uh, poor, and then brackets judged by professionals. So it's just, good to, <laughs> it's just good to keep notes, you know, as we're going through these. But uh... then,
2: but then, I but I feel like a bit of a charlatan because I'm not, I, I don't do Morgan Freeman so mm. I, So who am I to judge? But let's
0: okay. But it's interesting that you mentioned American because we do we do try Laz and I to do our American accent. So if there's yeah. do, do you do you have a kind of patchwork of can you can you pin your your east and your west and your your texas can you pin your different states on the map or do you have difficulties with or you know which is your favorite of the
2: uh, so I, I haven't really been asked to do them that often but like i suppose like from you know john McEnroe is from like new york isn't he like john is like from queens i think so he's you know talking a lot like that so i suppose what's that yeah it's like new york i can do pretty well but
0: yeah I. But do, that's I, so quite like, a, that's quite a sort of because the the overhams New York the New York exit that we try and yeah, do is a bit yeah, more of a yeah. draw, which but that's a bit more Boston maybe I don't know but uh, yeah. And Lazar you yeah, have something yeah. where you used to talk about coffee, I think, or you just keep repeating the word coffee. <laughs> you think that that's... Basically, yeah, it's a classic. You know, all the Earth Calling all the Earth
1: Calling listeners love it. I just go coffee, coffee on repeat. You know, for yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: like Ruby Wax. There was a sort of a bit of Ruby Wax, and there. Yeah. Is so. is that Ruby Wax? She, yeah, she's I from
0: think, there. She... Yeah. But then, okay, fine. But so, but is there a, a kind of Minnesota? Is that where kind of where they go a bit more uh, Canadian with the? Uh, I, 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 or, yeah, um, you know, it's it's, it's fascinating
2: Texas. because it's the the fascinating thing about oh, there's a really really fascinating video on this by a guy. His name escapes me, but he's a dialect. Oh, Eric Singer, he's called. He's a dialect coach. And he does a whole video. Yeah, genuinely, anyone listening to this should watch it. It's fascinating. He does a whole video on how different American accents are formed and how actually there are parts of America where they sound like they're from East Anglia. And it's all to do with immigration patterns. And obviously, Mm. like the Irish settlers... In America, are where you get that accent from, and I I think it's, I just find that so interesting. And I think you get the same thing in like South Africa because you can you can hear the descendant, the descendants from like that very sort of posh, eighteenth century English, yeah, sort of very very posh way of talking. And that's not that's not a million miles away from the South African accent. Mm. There's this. I just find this whole area Mm. so fascinating. But I wouldn't want to bastardize an accent
0: that I know is done so well by this guy. So you should watch that YouTube video. I think with the South African as well that you've got that Dutch bit as well from yes, the poor yeah. settlers, which makes it the, can you do a? Can you do a sort of a South African? It's a bit harsher, isn't it? The kind of Dutch. Yeah. Uh,
2: there's, a, there's a, there's a, there's a tennis commentator called Robbie Koenig who's, who's from South Africa and he's always like, Oh, that's jaw dropping tennis. Stop it. <laughs> it's incredible stuff from Federer. Um it's like that but yeah you're right but I just think that's so interesting when you're like you've got all these different fusions of culture and history and and we and we speak in them I think there's something so cool about that. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm told to actually study that is quite dry. Apparently, like philology is very dry and in, in practice. But well
0: Laszlo was very into his linguistics, I think. Um, which but he is quite dry, so that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if... <laughs> as, a, as opposed to moist uh, Josh. Um, is this my yeah, yeah. is this uh, my cue to talk about um Ukrainian linguistics, Ed? Yeah, yeah, I think I think it is. On that note, um, should we do our final little segment? Which we can yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Were you not uh, going
2: to do your Hugh Grant? Your, your... Oh
0: well, I I now sort of uh... <laughs> that was very good. That was,
2: very, that was Ten out of ten. That was, that was great. That was Actually,
1: excellent. It's better. I think the uh, fewer um... words you say, the better. I think you
0: was again. I really try and sort of just, yeah. You just I just want to just. It's Ma- so much
2: closer to your actual voice because I think you you've sort of uh, you if you uh, I, no. uh, forgive me for saying so but you've uh, you've really sort of poshed it up a little bit uh, yeah. and I, uh, uh, I actually don't think you really is completely
0: well, I like mean, he, he was, sounds like he's got a tremendous stutter rather like um, King George and sort of here I am you know a man just standing in front of a front of a, front of a woman and um i suppose i I, 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 suppose I suppose,
1: I suppose what I what I'm trying to say is I, I love your sister. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> That's I, awfully look,
2: sorry. I'm... I know it's awfully terrible of me to say that, but uh, but, but it's it, it, very much true. Uh, and, sure.
0: uh, and is that all right with you, Sarah? That seems a bit weird to me.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, Sarah, fuck off, all right? And, yeah
0: and nice? how does it ch-
1: does a chimpanzee does a chimpanzee factor into this relationship or- <laughs> oh it's <laughs> fernando
0: alonso great yeah well oh, Is nice. that, no? <laughs> it's
1: nice. sergio garcia slash alonso- yeah. it was, okay i thought
2: it was some like niche uh spanish zoologist hence the <laughs> chimpanzee. Refer- i don't really know
1: yeah you you, you guys don't know him he's a uh, lorenzo enriquez he's a leading entomologist it's uh, dead
2: on believe yeah. me <laughs> I'll tell you someone I really like to do but I feel like I can't quite do is Jordan Peterson because he's got such an interesting, I saw someone online do him and he like, it was so funny because he had that, he was like, you know, the thing a lot of people don't realize about gender is just like, right, yeah. I can't do anything yeah, else.
0: No, he's, but, he, I think he's not that high, is he? Or no, is he? he's mean, not he that high but, pretty he's, high, but he's... You know, yeah,
2: he he's, does. You know, man, you just think it's yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: It's like, yeah. But, but yeah. his voice breaks as well when he's speaking. His voice yeah. kind of yeah, breaks yeah. a little. Yeah, yeah. He has extremely yeah. He's extremely excited about days. a point he's making.
2: <laughs> I'm afraid I don't I don't agree with that. No, what the fuck am I
0: doing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can Frank Spencer. I can't do that. But
0: surely that's misogynistic, Jordan. Oh, well yeah. <laughs> well, <I am. laughs> like it's like right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yeah. You got to you got to clean your room for God's sake, man.
2: He's much um much maligned
0: by the left, isn't he, he is. this, and... I think he's a su- he's an extremely interesting guy. I mean, I I I certainly mm. don't agree with everything that he says, but he's um he's very articulate and I think he's become a bit of a a bit of a, what would be the word, standard bearer, maypole, a bit of a... a bit of yeah, yeah. A, yeah, a for, straw for man r- as well. For a straw the, man, yeah. That many, yes. <laughs> many, many, many things. Meso- a man of many metaphors.
2: Meso- <laughs> uh, but he's, yeah. you know, I, th- I think the, the biggest thing that anyone could really learn from him is that he's not, on, he defines himself, although this is a little bit questionable, but he's like I'm not an ideologue, which I think is really important, although arguably he is a little bit of an ideologue because mm. he's, he's quite set on like like stereotypical conceptions of gender, I suppose, but but the idea of not being certain and you know not being completely rigid in your worldview, I think a lot of people could learn a lot from.
0: When the facts yeah. change, I change my opinion. Can't remember who exactly. said As, that. But I get somebody. fucking smashed by the left. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I believe it was uh, the great the great eschatologist um, uh, the C-, C H Dodd who who who, who said uh, that's the best way to do Hugh. By the way, you just like. Yeah, normally it's best if they're dead but you sort of mentioned you're like oh, in the words of the uh, the late great a.a gill um yeah. i believe it was said uh, uh, tis nobler to be a, a chap than yeah you're quite
1: right
0: uh, <laughs> oh god um Okay, so on on that note, we're going to jump into a quick-fire final segment with Josh, who's going to be on his toes. And this is the first time we've done this, but we'll see how it goes. We mm. move to the final section, which is Influencer Island. Okay, so we would like mm. to drop you as a man of influence onto an island, similar to Desert Island Discs. <laughs> a man of um, and you get to bring with you a mobile phone, of course, but you have to choose which apps you get to have on that phone, and you get to take one luxury item. So there's no... You know, there's no discs because you've got all your music on your iPhone. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, But what apps would you be bringing with you to pass the time? And what would be your luxury item that you take with you?
2: So uh, my question to you is... Am I getting off this island, or will I decease on the island? Will you decease?
0: Yeah, um, I, <laughs> uh, oh my God. That, I, I could be.
2: I could be a dickhead and be like a plane, so I can fly yeah. away. Oh, okay. I'm not going to say that. Is I this don't is want the guy. wishes. Get. Yeah, exactly. yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah My
0: yeah, third yeah. wish. <laughs> yeah. Infinite yeah. genies. Um, yeah. So, you, so you are not getting off the island. So you okay. you will okay. decease okay. there. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, item, do I get to bring up a human? That would be nice. no humans no 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 but what if i what if i objectify the human oh wow
0: well (laughs) well we wouldn't want you on our podcast (laughs) yeah yeah, right then you're an awful awful person then you're a bad
2: guy (laughs) Uh, no no obviously i wouldn't do that oh probably a speaker
0: i think Mm. okay
2: yeah because i bought one recently and oh my god did it enhance my life Oh, you nice. don't think it does, do you? But, have
0: you got uh, the UE Boom, or are you sort of level? I've got up a, that?
2: A, Sonos. a Sonos. Oh, oh yeah. Sonos. Okay. Yeah, on the, on the, you like your dream?
1: you like your palindromic speaker brands, do you? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have,
2: there, have I got someone to charge this? Is there a USB on this island? Uh, let's say Thanks you've got a solar USB panel ports.
0: and a nice nice little port. Yeah, well, got a actually, maybe
2: phone. not. Maybe I just, I probably want to drink myself to death. So so if I've got some sort of way to distill alcohol, like well, coconut alcohol.
0: We've decided though that you're, you know, already going to be an influencer for this lovely hard seltzer brand that's based in Clam. So perhaps oh, just a, a flagon of that that we could keep cool in like, a, in like an igloo box. Well, that's um, true,
2: but then that wouldn't replenish. So I get to the end of the boozing. So I, I feel like I've got to have some sort of way of manufacturing booze so probably that to be honest because you know you're not going to want to be tapped into your own
1: reality mm. if... i'm actually a bit disappointed you forgot that we're legally obliged to say you would you would bring the pube muncher with you oh sorry around yeah around yeah, so yeah, to bringing, yeah
2: yeah yeah i want to make sure that i'm looking extra <laughs> my, my pubes are looking extra trimmed for all the toucans yeah.
0: that are go. on that island. instead you're going to be instead you're going to be brewing up some coconuts some coconut liqueur
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Liqueur or coconut flavored booze. Mm. I don't Yeah. Something like that. I think, I think you'd have to do that. Yeah. And then, so apps, um, definitely not Twitter. Mm. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Receptacle of hatred. Probably YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. A while hours of my life away on YouTube, but yeah, I think it would be that, like I was saying earlier, you know, I love, I really find people fascinating. I love learning about them and what they think and what they like and don't like and stuff and then so youtube would give me a good opportunity to just observe mm-hmm. um and probably so, watch bits of through as well which would be yeah. nice you keep that, that would be yeah that would be my app of choice i think
0: well i think that is just about all we've got time for but it has been an absolute pleasure we have been delighted to have josh with us on the podcast today and have really been in awe at some of his accents impressions and general wit and wisdom so thank you so much okay. josh for, for being with us Thank you, for, thank you for having me. I, I enjoyed it. We must, um, we must drink
1: something non-alcoholic together at some point. We must. If, if we're allowed by the <laughs> powers that be. I'm really glad that our listeners now, obviously having heard your accents, have no reason to come back to our podcast because <laughs> we, we, we are frankly uh, fraudulent in comparison. But um, no, uh, it's been great having you with us.
2: Oh, thanks for having me. It was super fun. I'm Louis Theroux, and you are listening to the Earth Calling Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts, preferably five stars if that's all right with you. Subscribe to the podcast and even share it on your social media. Also, make sure to follow us on on Instagram, and you can listen to past episodes uh, or indeed future ones where you get your podcast normally. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or indeed anywhere else. See you next week. Do everything Louis said. Okay, it's me, Gordon Ramsay. Or oh, fuck off.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> that is scarily good. Uh, thanks again, Josh, for joining us. Next week, Earth Callers, please do join us for an episode on the top requested app from our listeners on social media, and that is, of course, the dating app Tinder. Whether you swipe left or swipe right on that episode remains to be seen, but please do keep those location settings turned on and tune in for what will be a fantastic episode. In the meantime, Earth out.